Welcome to Between Two Blue Devils, a podcast that profiles the incredible teachers, students, alumni, staff, and community members of Talmadge City Schools and Talmadge, Ohio. Hey, thanks for joining me. I'm Mark Warner, your host and a proud teacher at Talmadge High School. Now, get ready to meet some amazing people who are changing lives on a daily basis. So here we are, we got a special edition. I, I don't know exactly how to categorize this special edition, but we're stockpiling interviews because of the news that we received yesterday, where we're gonna be on a three week minimum spring break, thanks to Governor DeWine. Uh, and so I'm interviewing as many teachers as I can because we will also be quarantined to our homes, hoping to stay healthy. So today we have a new teacher to Talmadge as our guest. And I'm hoping that our group will give a big, warm welcome to Mrs. Eads. All right. Thank so, you for having me on your show, your little podcast here. Um, my name is Mrs. Eads. I've been teaching at Talmadge for two years now um, and excited to be here. So did you, I mean, is this your first teaching assignment or had you taught somewhere else or? Um, I did sub for about six months at Ritztown School Districts and kind of experienced all different grade levels, subjects, um, you name it. So I got a little bit of a taste for teaching then, uh, but this is my first teaching, I guess, job or career, but not my first career um, choice or path um, after college. Well, what was your first career path that you chose? So at graduation um, in high school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And most of you guys in here are seniors and you might be feeling that unknown of what I'm gonna do with my life, um, which is completely normal. Um, but that was me in high school. I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do. I had two choices. I guess half the schools I had applied to were nursing um, and the other half were for art. So art was kind of a passion that I always had growing up and I figured I would do something with it one day. Um, but if you would have asked me I was gonna be a teacher in high school, I probably would have said no way. Like, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I can't see other. myself doing <laughs> no. that. But um, so graduation from college, very similar feeling. You know, I've, I went to school for art and art is very, I guess, vague and ambiguous in a way. Like I could have done just about anything that had to do with a creative uh, field, but uh, an opportunity came when I was a senior. Uh, they brought in these people who were looking for designers to design carpets for casinos, which was, again, really random. Um, and I was like, sure, I'll, I'll submit my portfolio, see what happens. A lot of graduate students were also submitting their portfolios. So a lot of talented people were kind of in the mix and the running for this career. And they saw something in me. And I ended up getting the job um, started the day after graduation. And I was designing large patterns and crazy designs for casinos all around the world. Wow. Now, where, where was the business located at? Um, headquarters were located in Marietta, Georgia. 
I worked in this old mansion that they like revamped into, I guess, like an office area. Um, but the main company was based out of Ireland. So most of the people I worked with were either from England or Ireland. So it was kind of cool. They all had really fun accents and uh, cool you stories. Want to and, no, <laughs> I'm, no, I am really bad at, at uh, accents. But but it was pretty cool. Like I learned a lot. Um, basically sat around, like got to draw all day, create and drink tea. We had tea time because what you do at three o'clock in England, you take a break and you have tea and eat sandwiches. And so it was really different, a really small company. Um, 20 people were in my building. So we really um, became kind of like a family. And then I ended up switching my career. I loved that job and um, I just ended up changing careers because I had an opportunity to come home. So my family still lives around here and um, there was a, a woman who had remembered some of my portraits that I did back in high school, kind of followed where I had been through my parents and um, needed a designer. So she knew that I was in that sort of field. So I ended up designing aircraft interiors for about three or four years after, wow. so, which was like my main job until teaching. What got you into teaching? Um, I was traveling a lot with that career, so I, most of the time, like I, out of the month, I was gone for about two weeks and was in Paris and London and all these different places, which was really wow. fun at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, traveling is really awesome, and if you can take advantage, do it. Um, but it did, after a while, it got a little bit cumbersome. And I would say that, you, you know, traveling alone is very different. Um, I ended up meeting my husband at my last job and hmm. I knew that I wanted to sort of settle down and be there for him and his kids. And um, traveling like two weeks out of a month was just not gonna work for me. So um, I started, thinking about the idea of teaching when I was in college. Um, I looked at my professors and thought that their jobs were just like the coolest jobs. They get to sit around and talk about art and make art and then sell their art on the side. And like, that's like the best gig ever. So, um, and I never really found one specific type of art that I liked more than others. And I think that's what they wanted me to do when I was in college was kind of find my niche but I liked everything equally. So teaching art has been, it's perfect because I do get to work with ceramics and painting and drawing and art history. It's like, it's everything in one. That's so. pretty cool. Tell us about your husband. And so you mentioned you met him at your yeah, job right before teaching. Before teaching. Tell so, us about this guy. <laughs> so he is, um, I would say like a local hometown kind of person. He grew up in a small town right right near here, Rutstown, um, and was a third generation at that company. Um, his grandfather worked there, his dad worked there, and still works there. He worked there, now his brother works there. Um, so it was like a different type of, um, different type of company. It was, it's actually really large now. It's owned by Transdime up in Cleveland, so it's a pretty big company now. But um, I was in design, he was in sales and customer service, and we met, and the rest was history. What was your first date? Um, 
I had to convince him to go on a date with me. Oh, really? So How did you do that? <laughs> I just basically bugged him until he would go on a date with me. <laughs> Persistence pays, right? So um, we ended up going to play golf, and he had never really golfed with a girl before and kind of was like, didn't expect anything um, or me to be good at it because that is like viewed as a man's sport. And I told him I was going to beat him from the men's tees, and I did. And you beat your husband yeah. from the men's tees. Yeah. So. And he went out on a second date after he was humbled like that. Yes. Yes. So I guess so. He wanted his revenge, which he never got. So I still still kick his butt today. So you're quite the golfer then. Um, I was okay, I guess. I mean, I played in college. Uh, that wasn't my main sport in high school. I was actually a swimmer for like four years, state swimmer. Thought that's what I would be doing in college, even though I really, I was kind of burned out by the time I, you know, got to my senior year. Didn't really want to do it. It was a lot on your body. And so my parents were adamant about us playing a sport um, in every season because I mean they both worked so really that was sort of like babysitting yeah. and keeping you out of trouble yeah <laughs> so um, I played soccer volleyball all that up until high school and then thought I would try this game of golf and my brother was taking lessons all summer my dad um, would take him and one day I was like I want to try this I think my dad thought I was just joking and took me out and I it was kind of natural it picked it up really quick and my brother quit because I was better than him like day one <laughs> and he had been taking lessons and um, so I tried out for the team made varsity my freshman year and just sort of picked up everything as I went I never had lessons I didn't belong to a country club kind of thing so it was all um, from watching like the GameCube Tiger Woods video game, <laughs> which I don't know if you guys know about GameCube, but that was like the big video game at the time. Um, and just like learning from watching people and watching my dad. and That's awesome. Up. And so where did you end up going to school at then? I went to Savannah College of Art and Design in Atlanta, Georgia. Right. So I played all through Georgia and Florida and uh, we ended up joining an Appalachian conference, so we were hiking up mountains with our golf bags wow. later on. So got to see some pretty cool places. Took me, took me to see. And that was a Division One program, wasn't it? Or what it's was it? NAIA. N okay, NAIA. So it's right. a little bit different, but. But what an opportunity! Yeah, I got to meet a lot of people. And you beat up on Talmadge quite often when you were uh, playing at Revere, didn't you? Yeah, um, actually. I mean, one thing that stuck out to me when I was in my high school sports, and maybe this is something that you guys can all relate to, is, is, is putting your best foot forward because you don't really know who you're going you're gonna to meet. And I actually received my scholarship from word of mouth, and it wasn't my coach at Revere who passed my name along. It was actually a coach I had met from um, Highland, and she's still coaching, which is really cool because I, I coach um, here at Talmadge, the JV team. So I saw her and actually was able to thank her for um, the opportunity that she pretty much gave me. Um, so she passed my name along to my coach um, down in Atlanta, who was 
a player at Medina. And through that connection, she, uh, he contacted me and found that I was good at art and I was also a golfer, which is a rare find, and the rest was history. So, so I think it's really important putting your best foot forward because you just don't know who you're going to run into and making sure you shake you know, other coaches' hands if you do play sports. Um, or in any situation. Any you know, situation, yeah. I mean, Being that impression, pleasant. that first impression goes a long way. Yeah. And yeah. the attention that you pay, making eye contact, right. firm handshake. Uh, being you know, memorable. Yeah, being yeah. memorable. People, you know, they, people remember. Yeah. They remember. And the number of times I've heard stories of people taking advantage of opportunities because of that, the way they sold yeah. themselves in that first, that first meeting. So when you were in high school, did you have a favorite class or a favorite teacher? Mm, I did. I, I mean, I loved art. I had, I took every art class I possibly could. So, um, I also stayed after school and painted like the play sets. I mean, now they have a whole class for that, which is really cool, but we had to just do that by hand. And it was really just me and my art teacher who would do it because nobody else really volunteered for it. Um, but that was probably my favorite. I really liked science too. I took a lot of like AP biology and things like that. So that was sort of that medical side that I really wanted to go into. Um, so I was really torn between like two loves at that time, I remember. So at, like when I graduated, I thought I was going to go into biomedical illustration, which was kind of like putting oh, both of those things together. Yeah. Um, but they didn't really need that anymore because they have this lovely like 3D software and um, they didn't need that. Being anymore. replaced by technology now. Yeah. So I didn't go into that. Well, while you were in high school, you know, I'm sure you have some fond memories of life in high school and life in college. Yeah. Uh, do you have a most embarrassing moment? I do <laughs> have a lot of those. Um, so the one that like always comes to mind, because I feel like you're always asked this question in life somehow, like what's your most embarrassing moment? So the one that always comes to mind is the time that I forgot my own name. I was being introduced to someone, and um, I used to volunteer for the PGA, so all through like my high school experience. I would go to Bridgestone, which they no longer oh, yeah. have anymore, but the Bridgestone event, um, which was in Akron, and I would get to carry, like it's called a standard bearer. Um, it's the sign that walks down like the fairway with the players. You don't typically see it on TV, but like if you're there in person, it's like letting you know what their their currently um, their score where, is. Yeah, they're, where they're standing. So, I did that um, for like seven or eight years, um, and I think it was I had to be like 13 or 14 years old. But I was waiting to meet the players who I was carrying for that day, and. Um, the guy who was walking with me, there's always a walking scorer too that has like an electronic device. It looks like an old Game Boy like, that would just like press the score and it the was- old Palm Pilots. Yeah, yeah, and it would like send it to the, like the main place and yeah. they would put it on the, the big screen and stuff. Um, so I met him, his name was Nick and I was like, okay, hi, I'm Allie. And um, the players that were playing in our group were Nick O'Hearn and Aaron Badley totally names that you guys probably don't know now, but they were pretty famous at the time. Um, so Nick O'Hearn comes up first and introduces himself. So now I've got this like name in my head because this guy next to me is Nick 
and he goes, <laughs> hi, I'm Nick. I said, hi, I'm Allie. You know, he goes off to the tee box. And then Aaron Badley comes up, who, you know, I probably thought was kind of cute at the time, yeah. too. Well, so Badley, I got a little flustered. I can only imagine at, at 14 or 15 and Aaron yeah. Badley, you got to understand, Aaron Badley still is a stud, but, you know, he was yeah. at that at that time, you know, he, he was, was all the rave when it came to the PGA Tour. Yeah, so he walks up and he goes, you know, that the walking scorer next to me introduces himself first. And he goes, <laughs> hi, I'm Aaron. And then I said, hi, I'm Nick. <laughs> And he kind of just looks at me like, wow, everybody around here is named Nick. <laughs> and then as he's walking away, I'm like, oh, no, that's, that's not my name. You I, were flustered. I was like, wait, wait, no, that's not my name. My name is Allie. So now he looks at me like, all right, and this girl's weird, and starts laughing that's like funny. his whole way to the tee box. So I'm embarrassed. Then he shanked his drive because he was chuckling, laughing No, over he it. actually, he had the best, like, round of the day. And I like I credit myself for that because I think he kind of like let loose and <laughs> you got every time out. he looked at me though he was like laughing and I was just beat red like embarrassed. But at the end he gave me a signed ball and it said like thanks Nick. Yeah, it said here Nick. <laughs> I mean Allie and kind of gave it to me. So it was kind of cool. That is cool. So I have that in my house. When I was in high school, we would always volunteer down there. Well, actually, we did like a fundraiser uh, through our school and we would be we would uh, do the um, the valet parking, yeah. which was really cool. You had to be 16 or older, obviously, because then these pro golfers would have the cars yeah. that they were renting or using. Some of them would drive, and they'd pull up. And That's I couldn't cool. wait to get in to one of their, you know, a BMW, a Porsche, I mean, all of these cars that I'll never, ever sit inside yeah. of, and then just take off to the extended parking lot and fly as fast as you could. Yeah. But you got to meet a lot of, and at the time, I didn't really care that much about the PGA Tour. I fell in love with golf after that. Right. I, I deeply regret not being aware of all of these legends of golf that were walking by me yeah. uh, and that were there in Akron. It was, it was pretty cool. Do you, um, when you think back to, to high school and college, I mean, and I, I know I kind of asked you this, but was there a, a particular teacher or a ter teacher that stands out to you? And you don't have to mention names if not, but I mean, somebody who sort of was like a mentor, like when you're in the classroom now, when you're thinking about what you're gonna do and you do all of these creative things in class, is there someone you reflect back on and you're like, man, that person really had an impact on me? Yeah, I mean, there's actually quite a few. Like, I know at high school, I mean, high school, it was definitely my art teacher that I had for the whole time I was there. I mean, he believed in me, and um, if I needed anything, I could probably go to him and ask him. And um, in college, there was probably three or four that I really connected with, and it was... A very different experience. I mean, I think most of you guys, when you go to college, it depends on the class size, but my class sizes were really small. So the connection that you have, it's like, it's very, um, it was very casual. So, I mean, we would talk about anything from like Game of Thrones at the time was beginning and, or what did you watch this weekend? And, and so it was just really like casual conversations, which I, which I feel kind of happened more so now in high school, but, um, but they would invite us to their shows. We had art shows that we'd, so we'd see them out and it was a, just a different relationship than there is in, in high school. That's cool. Yeah. Very relationship driven. Yeah. Yeah, and so they, you know, they cared about you. Yeah. Made you want to work harder and, and, and please them. What's, so let's switch gears here for a moment and let, let me ask you this. What's something about you that very few people in this school know? Mm. <laughs> Besides your age. Yeah. 
People don't know my age, which is good. <laughs> I like to keep that a secret um, just for fun. And sometimes I, like, forget because I tell people, like, a different age each time just to, like, Throw have fun. Off. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to hear what people actually think because, I mean, there's people who say that I look like, well, you can't be older than 40. And I would hope not that I look like I'm close to that. But you step uh, back and like, wait, you think I'm even remotely close to that? Yeah. So my age is a mystery and shall remain a mystery. Um, well, why, why, why aren't you willing to share with us your age? So it goes back to my experiences, like as a designer, um, being a young woman in a professional career is already difficult um i think that you're not respected or you have to really work for that respect um or for people to believe you as yeah. a professional because i would be traveling a lot to companies and sitting in front of like air france and i mean they're all probably in their 40s 50s working for years and here's this young woman who they think is like fresh out of college and why should I believe her and her little spiel about why they should purchase this design. So I really had to work for that um, respect. And I think it's the same thing with teaching. Like there's also that connection with the students. I mean, you're younger, so I might listen to a lot of the same music. I might be able to connect on those things, but are they gonna respect me as a professional and like whether I know my my content or not so I really age is age and gender should not be something that they necessarily have to judge me upon hmm. so it's kind of more I want them to see my love for art and my career paths and and that kind of work more so than my age or my my gender I think that's awesome I, I think it's uh, commendable and I think you're just a fantastic role model for all of our all of our students but in particular I think um, modeling that self-sufficiency and autonomy for our young ladies. I think that's yeah. phenomenal. And you're, you're modeling professionalism and uh, you're, you're an incredible teacher. You're always cutting edge. That's one of the things I love about what you're posting on social media and what you do down there. You're just always trying to get better. Yeah. And you're always trying to introduce your students to different, different art forms and different methodology, which, yeah. is, which is neat. You gotta stay fresh. Like you gotta stay fresh is how I kind of see it. I mean, you guys are, your generations and everybody's generations are just rapidly changing. And if I were to teach you guys the same things every year and even the same things every semester, it's not gonna be as relatable. So, I, and it's always for me. I look at it as a challenge of like every day. How can I make it better? Or this didn't work so great, and that's okay if it didn't because I'm gonna learn from those mistakes, yeah. and I'm gonna try to make it a little more interesting the next time so so you mentioned music yeah. what's your guilty pleasure when it comes to music um be honest I see a hesitation there I mean I don't really have a guilty pleasure I'm not guilty about anything that I like <laughs> uh I like everything besides country I'm really not a country person there's so many country fans in here I too know, they're all looking at you I know Sorry, guys. So what, uh, what, if we were to flip on, um, I don't know, your, click on iTunes, what's, what, ha, what was the song that you just listened to? What's your last song that you listened to? Um, well, this morning, I play a lot of, like, Tom Petty and stuff in the classroom. 
so we were just listening to Tom Petty radio. He's one of my favorites. I saw him in concert a long time ago, Blossom, and it was really good. Um, so what did I like, you rock out to on your way to school today to get yourself in the mood? Oh, I don't know. I usually like to flip through the stations. I'm one of those people who just got has to find something. So. So you're still on the radio. Yeah. With the preset stations. Yes. Yeah. So I've been more I, since we got iTunes Music. I'll just put a set list on and just you know. No, I'm still like old school. I don't know with music, but I like anything from like indie to Thursdays where I just really want to listen to rap and hip hop. Like I think that was probably my passion in high school was was rap and hip hop. What's the last book you read? Um, I'm currently reading a book that is uh, called Savage Inequalities, and it's all about um, this guy who traveled through schools in the 1980s and was looking at all the different um, inequalities that were in like our public school system. Okay. So I'm reading that. Are you reading that for pleasure or because you have to? I'm reading that for school. Like for right school. now I'm getting my master's at Kent. So, um, but it's pretty good. It's actually really interesting and really, um, I just kind of look at how it's translating into today's world and are we still, you know, having some of these issues with equality in our educational system and um, how are schools who might not have the resources that we have doing compared to you know like schools that are one-to-one -one. and so it's really made me think a lot about how I can diversify my education and my curriculum in the classroom All right. it's, uh, so what's the what's your master's gonna be in it's gonna be in art education okay and then I hope to continue school I love school um, I didn't like it in high school I didn't um, I did what I could to get through it and then really liked college I think kind of just hit my stride. It was what I was interested in. The topics were, yeah, I don't know, just interesting compared to the general um, education. Like you were really specified. You were with people who were also into the same kind of things that you were. And grad school is the same. So I want to keep going, get my uh, get my doctorate after that. And I think the, you know, modeling the lifelong learner mentality is important. Yeah. You know, you always, like you said, you got to stay relevant. You always want to keep pushing yourself and challenging yourself, uh, which is, you know, you've got three weeks off. How would you have responded as a high school student if you heard from the governor that you had a three-week spring break? Um, probably like the same way I see it now. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to catch up on some things. I'm going to clean my house. <laughs> Finally, um, yeah. <laughs> read. I don't know. I just, I think it, I think it's good, and I think it was a good call. Um, I was one. I was one of those people who like went out and bought stuff like weeks ago. Um, so I. Are I you think selling your toilet paper by chance? I might. I might have to do that. I, I bought some like rubbing alcohol the other day because they had like you could only buy two in the stores, and I didn't really need it. I didn't feel like I needed it, but I bought it because you could only buy two, and I thought maybe like I might need to trade this on the streets for something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no. I I mean I just I like the idea of just being ahead of the game and planning and so I think it's a smart move and I think we'll all get through it it's going to be different but yeah. it'll be a story to tell one day it's history history yeah. in the making yeah unprecedented so yeah. it certainly uh, is going to make a lot of changes yeah it will make everybody stronger and I think a little bit more united as 
a group. I mean, we all kind of have to set aside differences, just the world in general, to get through something that we're all all dealing with. Um, yeah. So there's not, I don't think, one single life that will be not impacted in some way, whether it's just what am I going to do with my kids after school, since school's out, or um, the internet is going to be interesting to see how well that does and holds up with everybody on it trying to play video games at the same time and do class oh and don't say that people are starting to get really nervous no i mean we don't, want, the, we don't want our technology to crash it'll be good read books you know <laughs> like i don't know listen to music uh get some record players things that you don't need the internet for yeah we had a conversation uh i had a conversation with a group of students just like let's not let this be so polarizing it's here yeah. Uh, it's here. It's not going away. Uh, the three-week mandate's not going away. Uh, so it's time to just kind of come together and attack it psychologically, socially, emotionally yeah. together and not use it as a, a way of dividing yeah. each other anymore. It's time to just get past that. Uh, we just have a few minutes left, and we have a couple questions that are out there. And while uh, my friend Josh here is gathering them up for me, I'm going to ask you, do you have a life quote or a mantra that you live by? Um, hmm. so one of my favorite quotes comes from Alice in Wonderland because I just, I love that movie and the idea of it. Um, but it is like, sometimes I think of three impossible things before breakfast. Um, that's usually what I try to go by. I try to think of some like random creative things every day and just to keep my mind turning and I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And, you know, and it, and it applies to anything, whether yeah. you're, you're looking at art or you're looking at, okay, three impossible things. How can I stretch myself? What can I do today to make myself vulnerable and to kind of, you know, make myself a little bit uncomfortable, but makes me a better person? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's awesome. How about this? What's the hardest thing about teaching? This is coming from an aspiring teacher oh. out here in the audience. So what, what is the hardest thing about teaching? Um, I would say the hardest thing of about teaching is being adaptable and differentiation. So um, really that's just, every single person is so different and how they learn is different. Um, and you have all different levels, especially my class. Like I, so I, when I'm teaching basic art, I mean, I'm having everybody who's either A, interested in art to people who just wanna get their fine art credit. Um, and then I have talents from like, I mean, the stick figures are rough, or I have people who can like already draw. So I'm having to really um, keep those people who are, you know, really interested in and already maybe a little bit more advanced engaged and also making it um, still a comfortable place for the people who are, you know, just trying to get a taste or a feel for the basics. Um, so that's kind of hard because you really don't know what you're gonna be dealt. You have all new faces every single time people come in, and I don't. I feel like it takes about two weeks or so for you really to even start to understand them and get to know them. So, from a student standpoint, the the faster you can kind of come out and and show who you are as a person, it really does help on the teacher side of things. Oh, for um, sure. What they can help you with. So I'm going to ask you. These are quick hitters here, real quick, since we're almost out of time here. Um, <laughs> Someone wants to know who your favorite student is, but we're going to refrain from asking that. Any pets? I do. I have one pet. Um, it is a, well, I think he's a chihuahua. We really don't know. 
we adopted him. He was supposed to be a Chihuahua. He was like one, <laughs> like one pound when we got him, and now he's like 50 pounds. So I don't think he's a Chihuahua. They lied to us. Favorite video game of all time? I really don't play any more video games. I'm really bad at them. I get like really too like excited that I just can't, I don't know, focus on them that long. But I guess it would have to be the Tiger Woods uh, video game from the GameCube because that. No golden tea. No, I don't <laughs> like that rolling. It's too many germs. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, their stock's gonna go down yeah. <laughs> for sure. Favorite rapper? Oh, oh, I don't know. Who's the, who's my favorite? I've got too many favorites. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, um, Snoop no, Dogg. I mean, <laughs> I probably like I don't know J Cole because. I feel like his lyrics are really good and they like make sense. They tell stories. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite character of game of, in Game of Thrones since you mentioned Game of Thrones? Mm. Gosh, I don't really have favorites of things. I really like each person for their own reasons, if that makes sense. But um, probably what? Arya. I mean, she was, she was cool. She, I'm like, going to take your word for a... that. I don't watch, nor have I ever watched Game oh, of it's Thrones. Good. It's been highly recommended, yes. but I have never watched it. I've been there since day one. I may have to binge watch it yeah. uh, over our little break here. Do you uh, have a favorite firework? Firework? Yeah. Like, like on the 4th of July? Yeah, like a... Oh, I actually really don't like fireworks. You don't? No. Does that go back to a, a childhood memory where you were traumatized because you were like... No, I, subjective. as I've gotten older, like, like light sensitivity. Okay. Like I really. So you don't go see fireworks? No. Right. I actually like, I'll look down. Oh. I don't look up at them. If you were a spice me. girl, which one would you be? Oh, baby spice for sure. <laughs> I mean, I used to dress up like baby really? spice when I was a kid. Yeah. Like for Halloween or for school? Oh, just like all the time. All the time? Yeah. I had a keychain. I still think I have a keychain that says baby spice Vintage. on it. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Last question for you. If you were to give these students any advice, what would that advice be? Hmm. Um, gosh, there's so much. Uh, I would probably tell you guys to be open to opportunities. Um, I never thought that I would have gone through the path that I did, um, but I was always willing to try it out. Um, I think if you guys don't give things a chance, then you're not gonna know if you like that job or not. You're not gonna know if you like that school or not. You're not gonna know if you like it um, until you give it a chance. And then, you know what, if you don't like it, that's okay. You now know that you don't like it and you can try something else. But just being open-minded to opportunities that come and, and really just putting your best foot forward and being driven. Like I think that that's something that's really hard to find in people these days is is just this drive or a passion for something. If you're passionate about it, there is probably a career in that sort of field. Yeah. So even if it's music, like there's just so many jobs within that or art or sports or whatever it is, like just look into what your interests are because you're going to be doing it for good portion of your life you know working is like about 30 plus years <laughs> yeah. for some people so you might as well at least you know enjoy it somewhat when you go and and it, is it going to be your favorite thing to do every day probably not that's why they call it a job but I think if you like 
parts of it and aspects of it, it makes it a lot easier to do. Well, that's great advice. And I, those are all the qualities that we see when you come here. You know, you're very determined, you're very driven. Uh, we so very much appreciate, I appreciate what you do for the kids uh, and the impact that you're having. The, the kids that come through your art class, they love the class. They, you know, we're, we're encouraging our son who's coming up here. We're like, well, you gotta have Mrs. Eads. You know, you gotta go through, you gotta take some sort of an art class to exercise that size, side of your brain. Um, but I just love how you are always staying relevant and you showcase the kids. I mean, you're always advocating for them and it's, and it's awesome. And we're privileged to have you here at Talmage. And we are privileged to have you here on the podcast as well. So thank you for being a guest. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for inspiring our young people. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our interview today. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on. And also feel free to follow me on Instagram at, at Mr. Horner, the teacher, or on Twitter at THS Mr. Underscore Horner for podcast updates, blog updates, and more information about our guests. If you liked what you heard, I would appreciate if you give us a review and share the episode. Help me get the message out about how incredible our community is and how awesome our teachers are. If you haven't, Make sure you go back and listen to past interviews. There are a lot of amazing people that we've had the privilege of interviewing. Until next time, go Blue Devils.